Hi, everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't had an opportunity, please go back and listen to episodes one, two, three, and four. Last week, we featured Dr. Shanae Manley, and she shared with us some very uh, important information on how she has achieved success in her career, reached her career goals, and uh, some very important nuggets of information that can be applied to anyone's life who's on a journey. And um, I I think she's just so awesome. So please check out that episode. This week, I will be focusing on uh, what has been termed the natural hair movement. So I want to um, dissect that just a little bit uh, with you all, because uh, what I have noticed is that um, the uh, in the African American community, it that we have returned to donning our natural hair, and I think it's so amazing and so awesome from a variety of different perspectives, and it has a lot of uh, meaning behind it. But I also want to talk about how it's viewed from outside the African-American community and what's actually happening within the uh, African-American community for women uh, today. And it's not just African-American women that this is happening for, but every woman, but it is just expressing itself in the African-American community because we have this additional component with our hair. And so the first thing I would like to do is um, define the word authentic, because I think that is really uh, at the root of what's happening right now. So I'd like to first visit what Webster's identifies or defines uh, authentic to me. And so it says, um, authentic means of undisputed origin, genuine, made or done in the traditional or original way, or in a way that faithfully resembles an original. And so uh, when we talk about um, natural hair as a movement, yes, we are definitely, I I think it can be perceived as a movement uh, in terms of um, there being a huge uh, emphasis or um, presentation of um, natural curls, uh, you know, in all different textures, shapes and sizes, and, and it's just really beautiful. So what, the thing that really made me start thinking about this more deeply is that um, I was out, uh, you know, maybe a week or so ago, and um, I noticed that every single place that I stopped, someone commented on my hair, and um, I don't happen to live in a community that is um, predominantly African-American, and so, um, you know, there are many, many people who are admiring, you know, my natural curls and, um, you know, really making comments like, oh my gosh, your hair is amazing. Uh, you look awesome. You have the most amazing hair, etc." One of the comments that was made to me 
was um, a woman. Um, she also had um, natural hair. Her hair was curly, but looser curl texture. She's she's not African American, and she commented. She said, "You know how how does your hair get like that? You know how how do they do that?" And um, you know, when you wash it, what happened? She had these, you know, she was inquisitive. It wasn't disrespectful. She was just really inquiring and she really appreciated my hair texture. So I just explained to her, you know, that it was my natural hair texture. And she was just like really, really amazed. And what came to mind is that, uh, it really was more of a compliment, uh, that she was just so, um, surprised that it was my natural hair. And the reason that I, I say this is because I think that what she thought was if your natural hair is like this and it's so awesome and amazing, why have women been straightening their hair? Why have they been hiding this, this, these beautiful curls all of this time? And I think that's exactly it. So one thing that I would like to point out is that as um, it really starts when uh, you're a young girl, especially, um, you know, and I'll be speaking from um, the African-American woman's perspective because that's who I am. And, um, and, and, and this, I think, applies to every woman from various other perspectives, but specifically I'm focusing on here. And so as a young girl, we receive messages about what is beautiful. Uh, we have various images of beauty through TV, through our own mothers, through our aunts, through our cousins, through our friends, through our, you know, our social interactions and what we see in magazines, etc. And in my home when I was growing up, uh, my family subscribed to Ebony Magazine, Essence Magazine, and Jet Magazine. And so those were three magazines that were very prominent in our home and uh, really focused on the African-American commu uh, community and really featured um, beautiful African-American women and just people in general. And spoke to uh, issues that were uh, occurring in our community as well. And so um, throughout, um, you know, those images that were represented in that magazine, there were so many different types of images. You know, some women had straight hair. And especially in, this, in the 70s, there was, uh, you know, the, the afro was very prominent. So it was also natural hair, but it was an afro. And so... Um, I think that uh, at the onset of what today's perceived movement um, took place, that there was um, kind of a tendency to associate uh, wearing natural hair with making some type of political statement, which made it very uncomfortable, I think, if you really think about why uh, many of us felt uncomfortable wearing natural hair in our corporate office jobs, etc., is because really we didn't want to be perceived as you know coming in and you know we're just you know turning the whole situation upside down. We're you know we're we're uh, offended by the establishment and we're we're anti and we didn't. That's not really what we were about. We just wanted to wear our natural hair, and so there was um, really a desire to kind of disassociate from uh, being the rebel as opposed to just being ourselves. And so that you know, there's there's that that level of discomfort, and then just the the perception that it would be perceived as being, um, uh, you know, not. 
um, not conforming to, you know, office or corporate standards of being very well put together and polished. And so, um, and so we would straighten our hair or wear styles that were more tame, uh, and, and not so, um, noticeable, noticeably different, I should say. And so, um, I think it goes back to, um, during, um, the sixties and the seventies when there really was, uh, a rebellion and a revolution that was taking place where there was um, a big movement within the African-American community to speak out against different uh, different social injustices that were taking place during that period of time with respect to U.S. politics and where we stood in America and um, taking back our civil rights, etc. And so um, the Afro became symbolic for that movement and that uh, rebellion against um, the atrocities that were taking place with respect to our civil rights during those periods of times. And so um, now, though, um, while we still, uh, there's still a consciousness of um, various uh, things that are taking place in our, our current um, our current day history, uh, the the decision to wear our natural curls really isn't associated with that. It really is more of an awakening. It's an awakening of, hey, you know, this is actually who I am and who I am is okay. I really don't need to have permission to be myself. And I, and I think that just speaking for myself, that's really what it has become for me. Just really the acknowledgement of, you know, I'm, I'm okay just the way that I am. You know, I'll share with you when, um, I did work in an environment that was more, uh, corporate, I did, uh, conform in terms of, you know, the styles of, uh, that I would wear my hair in when I would report to work and I would straighten my hair. I would wear, uh, if I did wear my natural hair would most often be pulled into a neat bun, uh, something that was not going to be, in my mind, distracting or um, indicate that I was um, not a team player. And I think that was more uh, my perception. And when I left that environment, the first thing I did was I stopped straightening my hair. I changed my wardrobe. I stopped wearing suits. I just wanted out of the whole um I felt restricted. I felt restricted with um, the environment that I was working in because I was really allowing it to redefine how I chose to present myself. I was not being authentic. I was not um, uh, being genuine with who I really, who I really am. I was altering um, what was traditional. I was altering altering what was um, original. And um, at the core of it, it's not really how I choose to dress. I don't choose to dress that way <laughs> on my off time. And I don't choose to wear my hair straight um, hardly ever. I do, you know, believe that as women, we want to change our look and we want to do different things. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But when you're doing it because of what um, someone else or what you perceive someone else defines as being the correct way, there's a problem with that. Because the way God made us is how we were intended to be. There is absolutely nothing wrong with natural curls. It's almost like if 
you straighten your hair because you're going to work and that's what you need to do to be a team player and that's what you need to do to be perceived as not being a rebel and uh you know part of the revolution then you're saying oh my gosh you know i'm so sorry i'm so sorry about that curl let me straighten that out for you don't you know oh my gosh i don't want you to think that i'm going to be raising up and trying to you know take over the establishment because of these curls and then when i think about that is just so silly it's just such a silly perspective now I don't think, you know, I, I know that many um, might be saying, well, no, I mean, you know, I do need to look polished. I do need to be put together. I can't roll up and work with some 10 foot Afro and act like, you know, act like it's not really causing a problem up in there. I mean, that would look odd. Now, look, I'm not saying, you know, roll out of bed and show up with an untamed Afro um, you know, 10 feet tall with no, you know, I, I don't believe in that. I believe in being stylish and, you know, putting yourself together. You should groom yourself. You should absolutely care about how you're putting yourself together. And depending upon your work environment, you want to actually, um, you know, take into consideration that you are um, presenting yourself in a professional manner. What I am saying though, is that, um, professionalism and curls, I don't think they, they don't have anything to do with the other. (laughs) You can still be professional and be your, be your authentic self and, and have your curly hair. I mean, there's a variety of different hairstyles that can be done, um, with that. And so, um, you know, even with respect to, um, you know, the onset of why we started straightening our hair, the psychology behind that. I'd like to talk about the psychology behind straightening our hair. Um, You know, we began straightening our hair so that we would be able to um, fit in in a way that was acceptable by our white counterparts. That's quite honestly the truth. There was a desire to disassociate from um, the um, our, our natural hair because it was perceived as um, being incorrect and, and not beautiful. It did not conform with that standard of beauty. And so we began to disassociate from that. And once we began to do it, we just went full throttle, uh, you know, to the, <laughs> to the extreme with it. And, and the other part is just always wanting something that you don't have, but specifically just really trying to fit in and, uh, conform. And so what happens when, um, as a woman, you begin to, uh, feel that, who you are is unacceptable and it has to be altered before you can step out into the world and present yourself. There's a psychological shift that takes place. So it, whether you acknowledge it or not, um, there's a shift that takes place within where there's, uh, there's a feeling of inadequacy with your raw self. You know, just think about that for a second. If you're always having to alter who you are before you can present yourself to the world, um, then that means that who you are is, is not good enough. It's, it's not, it's inadequate. And so that inadequacy, um, feeling adequate once you put on the costume and once you put on and, and make that transformation so that you can present yourself to your counterparts and even to your peers, uh, is, uh, 
it has, it takes its toll over time. And so what I began to see with myself, uh, once I decided that I would, you know, begin to wear my natural curls, um, I developed a confidence that was, um, that really coincided with my own, uh, professional journey, uh, with my journey toward, um, really, tapping into who I really am and actualizing all my own talents. It really did uh, coincide directly with um, that journey. They, they became one and the same. It was almost like um, the curlier and tighter my hair became, the more I wear I became of myself. Um, so it was almost like there was magic in the curls. Um, so the curls really did... Um, the more comfortable I became with myself, the more comfortable I became with myself, if that makes sense. So the more comfortable I became with who I was internally, the more comfortable I became with who I was externally. And I no longer felt like if I had to go to a special, you know, attend a special event that I needed to straighten my hair. Or um, if I needed to, um, you know, attend a meeting or, or whatever it might be, give a speech, I had to straighten my hair. I, I no longer felt that way. I would simply style my hair in a different style that I felt was a little different than, you know, what I would always do just to have a different look, but it didn't have to be straight. Now I do, uh, have accessories that I would wear. I wear from time to time, but honestly, I don't really wear them as often as I, I, I may have done in the past where I have straight straight wigs because I just, you know, sometimes you just want to switch it up. You just want to have something that looks different. So I, I do have that. And not because I'm just some, you know, I'm the curl police. And I feel like if you ever, you know, straighten your hair, that makes you, you know, really evil. It, absolutely not. It's just personally, um, I love my curls so much that I do not want to even uh, risk, you know, having them not spring back in the way that they normally do. So I, I just want to, um, protect them in a way that doesn't, um, sacrifice, you know, their, their authenticity. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, I'd like to hear what you think about it. So please comment, let me know what you think about this natural hair movement, um, as it, um, is, uh, has been called, uh, because from my perspective, I see it more as an awakening. You know, we have um, realized, we've come to realize that, you know, we are actually authentically beautiful. We don't really, we don't have to straighten our hair. We don't have to alter our appearance just to be beautiful. And when we wear our natural curls, oh my goodness, it's almost like this beauty that, was always there just comes out in a way that is um, magnificently expressive. And the reason being is because it's just how God intended us to be. And God makes no, makes no mistakes. So he created us just as he intended for us to be. You know, the other thing that comes to mind as I think about my own uh, natural hair journey or uh, my return to myself is that uh, when I first started wearing my hair curly, I really, or naturally curly, I really subscribed to having, you know, very tamed curls. It had to be very perfect. And I would, um, you know, wash my hair um, and, 
you know, make create these fresh curly styles, you know, every other day just so that the curls would lay perfect and be a bit flatter and, you know, glossy and just perfectly defined, neat curls. And so now I... I'm not worried about that at all. Like, <laughs> I, I actually, the bigger that my hair gets, the better. I love it large. I love it big. And I get the most compliments with my hair. And it's, um, it's full, curly, imperfect state. And, um, you know, I've taken great uh, pride in uh, making certain I have the right shape to my hair to really um, provide the presentation that I'm after. And I think, um, you know, with any uh, grooming routine, it requires, uh, you know, having routine maintenance and making certain that uh, you are really presenting it, doing it justice, you know, presenting it in its best light uh, in whatever way that is. So whether it be tight, 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 tight curls, where it, whether it be loose curls, whether you have straight hair, whatever your texture is, uh, just really embracing that. Uh, not to say again, that you can't accessorize and do different things, but you should also be comfortable with who you are authentically, because I really think that it really has an impact on how you feel about your, your abilities uh, when, you, when you step out of the door and perform in the world. Even when we're raising our daughters, I think it's important that they see that we're comfortable with who we are because it certainly translates in how, um, you know, their desires uh, to present themselves. I have daughters and each of them, um, they each has an appreciation for uh, natural curly hair, Uh, you know, and they go through various stages at different ages and they want to do different things and, um, and, and try out different styles. But ultimately, they are all each and every one of them is comfortable with presenting themselves in their natural state. And I think that that is so beautiful. I'm very proud of that. Uh, I'm very proud that I'm able to provide that example for them and and that confidence that comes along with not just being an African-American woman with curly hair, but just being a woman, the the power in really appreciating and um, recognizing your own, recognizing your own beauty, ex, uh, just uh, independent of what the world might project onto you in terms of what they de- what the world might define as beautiful. Uh, that is such a, a moving target. Um, I mean, imagine, you know, we go from decade to decade and it changes, you know, one, one decade, it was, uh, you know, having, you know, very, very skinny physique and, um, you know, having uh, straight hair. And, um, you know, now we've moved toward having a, a full figure with, you know, big, big curly hair. And, you know, what might it be next in the next decade. And so um, if we're constantly chasing this moving target for, uh, for beauty, then we never really associate or, or, or are empowered by our own beauty the way that we are. That goes for personal style too. So when you're developing your personal style, you know, I, I know I follow various um, bloggers and vloggers and and whatnot um, as style inspiration and you know people who uh, I feel that their style might emulate or come close to mine or or maybe it doesn't I just admire how they put themselves together and um, what I acknowledge for myself is that 
while, um, you know, certain clothing items or certain um, looks may look good on some people, uh, it doesn't always translate that it's going to work out perfectly for me. Sometimes I'm just going to wear things that really aren't necessarily quote unquote on trend, but they look amazing just because I wore them because it's how I'm expressing myself. It goes with how, uh, you know, I, um, it is expressive of what is going on inside. So it's your own personal artistic expression of yourself. And so if you're comfortable with that, then you have got such a strong foundation for how you paint the, um, how, how you paint your own life and how you matriculate through it. Also, with respect to um, natural hair being on trend, uh, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, cornrows have become kind of a mainstream um, go-to style uh, for for everyone, not just African-American women or men, but um, across the board, (laughs) anyone who can cornrow is subject to wearing cornrows. And so, um, you know, you you look at the history of cornrows and, and where that came from and all of the intricate designs that, you know, we wear and, um, and the various patterns and they're so beautiful. And so historically, uh, in ancient African civilizations, we use braids to identify ourselves in terms of what tribe we belong to, our age, our marital status, our social, um, our social status, our social, uh, engagements. And so, uh, here we are, fast forward and you know braids have become um braids have become very mainstream and so um and I think that's pretty awesome because while it's trending in America it's really not been a trend um in the African African American community it's what we've always done to express ourselves you know when we um came here to this country uh we we chose to continue to braid our hair to hold on to our culture um, from from back home and we also chose to braid our hair based upon our occupations at the time um, working um, in environments where we needed to really um, keep our hair out of the way and keep it neat so that you know we would be able to perform our job duties and that is my PC way of saying when we were brought to this country and we were forced into slavery and we were working in the fields, that was a way for us to keep our hair maintained and protected while we were out doing jobs that really um, would not be ideal for a free-flowing afro, if you were, if you would. And so anyhow, here we are, and um, you know we're wearing cornrows as a fashion statement, <laughs> and um, natural curly hair is a movement, and um, I've even seen um, various uh, other cultures wearing big curly um, wigs, and you know what? I, I know that there have has been some criticism um, with respect to, um, you know, our white counterparts, even our Asian counterparts wearing um, curly Afro wigs, but why not? We wear straight wigs. We want to wear, you know, we have accessories and I don't think at all that it's robbing us from, of um, our cultural identity. Identity. I think it's actually um, 
a bit of a compliment um, in, in terms of their appreciation for um, our our natural beauty. I think it's awesome. And and on that note, I remember watching um, a video, YouTube video, not too long ago, um, and it was a beautiful women uh, sharing their natural hair journey. Um, and how they, you know, how they grew up, what their influences were, you know, their first perming experiences and how they, um, you know, came from um, having their hair perm to uh, developing a self-awareness where they really desired to return to their natural hair. And one of the young ladies um, was a Brazilian and she said something that was so interesting to me. Uh, she said that she had been criticized for calling herself, um, for saying that she was on a natural hair, that she had natural hair because she was told that she wasn't black. And I just kind of chuckled to myself because anyone who knows um, you know, history understands that, you know, Brazilians didn't just pop out of pods. Um, there's definitely African descent there and there's African descent, you know, throughout those regions of, uh, the, the, the world, um, in terms of the Caribbean, West Caribbean, uh, you know, Brazil, uh, South America, all, you know, there's, we, there are, there's African descent. And so, uh, therefore, uh, she's no more or less, um, natural than anyone else with tight curly hair, whether they're white, black, green, yellow, or orange. Um, it's natural. It means that it is, let's go back to the definition of undisputed origin, genuine, made or done in the traditional or original way. So if that is how she was born and that's her original curl, then that's her natural hair. She is natural. <laughs> and her hair is just as big and beautiful and curly as mine. I mean, it, it's gorgeous. So anyhow, on that note, I just invite you all to open your minds and really think about um, what it means when we say that we're on a natural, it's a natural hair movement. Um, and, um, and if you're on your own natural hair journey, and also um, just acknowledging that this movement is not necessarily a trend. It's more of an awareness, an awakening, a reawakening, just reconnecting um, with um, your uh, authentic self and just really being comfortable with who you are. I'm so excited to see what this will do for women, uh, you know, moving forward. What will we be in 10 years uh, just because we're embracing who we are with that? I really am excited that you were able to tune in today. Please rate and subscribe. I really look forward to your feedback. Please subscribe on iTunes. You may also subscribe on SoundCloud. And you may also uh, follow me on my website at www.pwwr365.com and also on Instagram at PWWR365. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strength and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday.